Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of Finsider Daily right here on the Finsider, part of the SB Nation Network. And today we're going to talk about the Dolphins' impressive 34-27 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Could Josh Rosen be the second coming of Tom Brady? Is Preston Williams the next Randy Moss? The offensive line looked dismal, and the defensive line struggled to get pressure. All of this and more on today's edition of Finsider Daily. Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of Finsider Daily right here on the Finsider, part of the SB Nation Network. And my name is Josh Houts. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. And if you're listening to this, it is now August 9th. We are one day away from the weekend. Thank God it's Friday. And what better way than to kick off your Friday than to kick off your weekend than with a Miami Dolphins victory. And for those of you that do not know, the Miami Dolphins defeated the Atlanta Falcons, 34-27, to some good, plenty of bad, lots to talk about. Uh, you know, Josh Rosen, Preston Williams, the defensive line, the offensive line. But before I get into that, I needed to touch on a subject that has taken Twitter by, world, by storm. It has taken the entire country by storm. And it was this thing about Stephen Ross, Kenny Stills responding, and, and all that hearsay. I did not get a chance to talk about it yesterday on the flagship station with Kanata and Sutton. I am going to keep politics out of this. But the way the Dolphins have spun this, and you saw it a little bit if you watched a preseason game with Tom Garfinkel, it is just painful to watch, and you just do not know what the Dolphins were organization, what Stephen Ross, you know, you're a successful businessman, what were you thinking? You know, your businesses are starting to lose customers, this and that. Kenny Stills, I mean, at the same time, what are you doing? I mean, you're calling out your owner. Kenny Stills is a pretty good receiver, and I think the reason I got roped into this was because someone called him mediocre, and I took... Offense to that, I kind of stuck up for Kenny Stills, who he's not the best wide receiver in the NFL. No one's going to sit there and tell you this guy is a true number one wide receiver. But if you think he was mediocre, imagine what would have happened if he would have signed in Philly like anticipated. You know, the rumors was he took a smaller deal here in Miami to remain with the Dolphins. If you're asking me if Kenny Stills with Carson Wentz and that Eagles offense, no one, trust me, no one would be calling him mediocre. We're going to leave it at that. Kenny Stills was in the wrong for calling out his owner. Steven Ross is plenty wrong, wrong for what he did. Hopefully Kenny Stills is not moved because of something like this. But both both sides have a differing opinion. Both sides have their point. And I'm just going to leave it at that. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It's a bad look for the Dolphins organization. And for anyone that saw Tom Garfinkel go out there last night, it, it was painful. And you just wonder what the team was thinking because it just looked like a bad, bad move. That is all I'm going to talk about with that. It is time to get into the Miami Dolphins' first preseason game, and I'm going to kick it off right away, guys, with a man that, you know, I keep joking that he's Randy Moss. I keep joking that he could be a very special talent here in Miami, but what you saw yesterday was exactly as advertised. And we know 
the guys that have been pounding the table for him. We know the beat writers that said, you know, don't don't even look at Preston Williams. You know, how many times have you fell in love with these preseason camp darlings? Well, guess what? Preston Williams is the real deal. Four receptions, 97 yards. You saw the one-handed grab. You saw he almost skied up there for that uh, that jump ball fade in the end zone that Josh Rosen just overthrew. Obviously, it was held because the only way you can stop Preston Williams is obviously to hold him. Uh, you kind of understand why the guy calls himself the glitch or he keeps tweeting out these little unicorn emojis because guess what? This guy is a unicorn. He is an absolute stud. He is a baller. When those pads came on, truth is he looked like the best wide receiver on the roster. Obviously, preseason, uh, week one, really you can't put too much stock into that. We know Atlanta played a game last week, so this is technically their second game, but obviously he was doing this against some some backups but I'm interested to see how he progresses throughout the week, throughout camp, and to see if he has a role on the starting roster come September. I mean, no one, I don't think there's any chance in hell he is not on this roster come September. He is probably one of the most talented with most potential of any of the receivers. You know, they bring in Alan Hearns. Well, Alan Hearns didn't look great. You know, Alan Hearns struggled, and yes, he's learning a new offense, but he's not Preston Williams. And that's crazy to say because Preston Williams just played in his first preseason game. Again, temper your expectations, but anyone that sit here and telling you this guy is not talented, that this guy does not have a chance to be that true number one wide receiver that the Dolphins hope Devontae Parker could be, to be that true number one wide receiver that many Many have hoped this team could find year after year. He's working out with Brandon Marshall, like we said a few days ago. He has all the intangibles. He has the skills to be a true number one wide receiver in the NFL. You know, he, he's young. Obviously, it's going to take time. But what you saw in that first game, what you saw that repertoire with Josh Rosen, Preston Williams is going to be a baller. And the only way that he is going to reach that full potential is if Josh Rosen is the quarterback. And that is where I'm going to transition because we're going to sit here and talk about Josh Rosen. We're going to be talking about Preston Williams all preseason long. These two guys, I keep joking, this is that Brady Moss connection that Chad O'Shea and uh, Brian Flores were familiar with up there in New England. This is that that dynamic duo, Batman and Robin right here. Josh Rosen, he struggled early on. Offensive line, the starting offensive line was absolutely abysmal. Jordan Mills does not deserve to be in the starting line. You saw some some nice pieces there. Obviously, Larry Tunsil sat out. Kilgore is what he is. You know, the Dolphins have the pieces to build a very good front. And I, I think if they can figure out these moving pieces, if they can figure out, you know, maybe Jesse Davis is better suited to right tackle. Maybe Chris Reed's the right guard. Michael Dieter's starting, you know. I think that's the way the starting offensive line is going to look. I mean, Jordan Mills, he was released from Buffalo for a reason. You know, he, he's not a very good right tackle. He's a huge downgrade from Jawan James. He's probably, honestly, a huge downgrade from Jesse Davis. But again, this offensive line, lots of moving pieces. We're going to see different uh, players in and out of the, the rotation as we head into week one. I mean, you hope that Gooch can get this team together because that offensive line, if they are good, this team has the potential to maybe win a few games this year, and I don't think the Dolphins are going to go out there and win the Super Bowl like I continue to joke. I mean, obviously, they're going to be holding up the Lombardi Trophy. They're going to go undefeated 19-0 in the regular season. But the offensive line, the starting offensive line, wasn't that good. So how do you think the second-team offensive line fared? And you kind of saw with Josh Rosen, you know, some people were critiquing his game. That interception was terrible. And, uh, I mean, let's just get that out of the way. That was a terrible, terrible throw. Everyone saw it. I mean, as someone joked, you know, this is me playing Madden. Like, if you close one of your eyes, you'd still have seen that linebacker there. That was a terrible throw from Josh Rosen. It is something I'm sure he wants back. You know, he almost threw another interception where he was 
coming to the ground, you know, getting drugged down to the ground, just threw up a prayer. Preston Williams, again, adjusts on it, catches the ball for the first down. So, I mean, the biggest thing to touch on with Josh Rosen is how he handled himself after that interception. But at the end of the day, he was going with the second team offense. He was with the second team offensive line. And you could just tell, I mean, you got to feel for the guy. He had six offense coordinators in four years. You know, he had a terrible offensive line in Arizona, and now he goes to Miami, who might even have a worse offensive line. And again, it was the second string, but he had a guy in his face within seconds. He had no time to make plays. He still ended up overcoming those obstacles and making the most out of these plays. Do I think Josh Rosen is clearing away the starting quarterback right now? Absolutely not. Do I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is based on what he did? Absolutely not. I mean, anyone who can sit there and say, you saw Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I know it was, what, two drives, one drive? I mean... You expect that from a 36-year-old veteran. You know, he wasn't going to get that many reps. But what you saw when you when you do the yin and the yang, I mean, I see more potential in what Josh Rosen did than what Ryan Fitzpatrick did. And again, it was very, very uh, light work. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick didn't get as many opportunities as Josh Rosen. And honestly, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't need to prove that much. But to me, I saw more promise with Josh Rosen. I saw a guy, and I mean, I've been the biggest Josh Rosen stand. I pounded the table for that trade. Could not be more happier that he is in Miami, 22 years old again, three years, $6.5 million over the next three years. So at worst, you have a very good backup here. So I am obviously, uh, you know, I'm a Josh Rosen supporter. But when you look at it here is that Josh Rosen just seemed to have a little bit more of a, a gamer attitude. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he almost looked like he was just lethargic out there. You know, it was a preseason game. He didn't quite care. Yes, he made some nice plays. He made some nice throws, but he also made some bad throws. He overthrew Jasicki there in the middle. Obviously, Jasicki, it looked like he may have been held. He threw one up to Devontae Parker, aka is Mike Evans here in Miami, and Devontae Parker got held. I mean, there was some good in what he did, but overall, if you're asking me right now which of these quarterbacks is clear-cut the number one, I won't be able to tell you. I mean, if it were me, I would obviously start the younger players, see what you have in Josh Rosen. He showed me more today than I even imagined. And again, it was with a terrible offensive line. He had guys in his face at all times. And really, if you look at it, the, the guy he was focused on the entire time was Preston Williams. I mean, whatever those two are doing in camp, it is starting to work. And I think both these guys are going to benefit from it. Have to love what Josh Rosen did. Again, anyone that sits here and says his quarterback competition is over is crazy. There's plenty of time left to go, but should Josh Rosen get first-team reps throughout the week? Absolutely. We talked about the offensive line. We talked about Preston Williams. We talked about the quarterback situation. Let's talk about the defensive line, and that was one of those areas in which, you know, the Dolphins desperately need a pass rusher, and you did see Charles Harris out there making plays. You did see different guys step up. Obviously, let's let's talk about Nate Orchard. I mean, he went out there. He had a sack. You know, he, he looked pretty good in those limited reps. You saw Tank Carradine, you know, he looked pretty good in those limited reps. You saw a front that was starting to develop. Obviously, Brian Flores is going to bring pressure. He alluded to having over 12 different depth charts. There's going to be a ton of different looks. But that defensive line, I mean, it's still a little bit troublesome to think about there not being a true natural pass rusher. One guy that you have to mention is Dwayne Hendricks, the undrafted rookie free agent. He had two sacks, and yes, it came late. Yes, it came and what many might say is garbage time, especially in preseason week one. But he's a guy to keep an eye on. And I mean, the Dolphins, again, desperately need help at that pass rush position. Charles Harris, he showed a little bit of promise. But, I mean, what you see out of Dwayne Hendricks, what you see out of Nate Orchard, I think we're going to see even Jerome Baker rushing from the outside. I mean, 
So the pieces are there. But overall, I mean, that first-team defense got gashed, and I think it was a 90-play drive from Matt Schaub. And for those that don't know, the only quarterback in the NFL older than Matt Schaub is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I don't know if that's a real stat. I honestly just made it up, but it seems like it might be pretty true. Matt Schaub has been around for what seems like forever. And to think that he could take that offense without Devontae Freeman, without Julio Jones, without different playmakers, and drive down the field at will, 90 yards to score a touchdown. I mean, that had to have Brian Flores heated. You saw the defense, the starting defense come back out then and do a little bit better. Uh, but overall, I mean, that defense was honestly more concerning than the offense. And I know it's early. I know it's preseason week one, and I know they could not show a lot of different schemes. They could not show a lot of their different blitz packages. You know, they could. They probably weren't even playing pet press coverage half the time. There's a lot they couldn't do, but at the end of the day, I think I saw more promise out of the offense and, and how they moved the football than the defense and how they prevented the other team from moving the football. I mean, the defense, especially the secondary, is going to be scary. You saw Nick Needham get abused a few times out there. Eric Rowe, I'm not even sure if he logged a snap, which is probably some precautionary stuff. Obviously, the clear-cut number two corner on the roster, but the Dolphins desperately need help. I mean, they need help at pass rusher, as we talked about. They definitely need help in the secondary because no one looked like they knew what was going on out there outside of Xavier Howard, outside of Minka Fitzpatrick, outside of the guys that you would expect. I mean, they desperately need someone to step up at that number two spot you're only as good as that secondary. You're only as good as the pass rush. And those are two areas that the Dolphins desperately need to to sit to get down and, and try to get a good evaluation on during this preseason because those are the positions that win you football games. And right now, uh, the Dolphins are lacking at some of that depth spots. The defense was not perfect. The offense was not perfect. It was exactly what you'd expect out of a preseason week one game. I'm just excited for what the foundation is that was laid down before us because, you know, the Dolphins, uh, they're just they are just not supposed to be good this year. And, I mean, whether or not they are is a different story. But And I need to talk about the, the running backs because it's kind of a competition that a lot of people are trying to keep a watchful eye on. Miles Gaskins got a touchdown. Uh, Kalen Balash soared over top of the pile and got a touchdown. Kenyon Drake started with the first team, and, I mean, he clearly looked like Clearing away the best running back on the roster. Definitely the best pass catcher. Definitely the most shifty running back this team has. But they're going to continue to utilize Kalen Balaj. And obviously he's a battering ram. He can make explosive plays as well. So I think the Dolphins' three-headed monster. Based off of this preseason game, and I mean, I know Mark Walton got those those nods ahead of Gaskin. But to me, it looks like right now it would be Kenyon Drake, Kalen Balaj. Gaskin or Walton. And I think Gaskin has the upper hand based on what we saw. Obviously he was going against the third string. But that's going to be interesting how that plays out. Another interesting position is the tight end position. And Mike Jasicki, I think he had a catch early on, kind of faded later in the first quarter. And Nick O'Leary, I mean, he continues to make plays. Durham Smythe had a nice block on a Kalen Blage 14-yard run. So there's different pieces there. There's different guys that are starting to get acclimated, starting to build upon you know, what we saw last season, starting to build upon what we saw in camp. And that's all you can hope from a young team. I mean, the Dolphins aren't competing in 2019. If they do, I mean, it's that it's that first-year head coach thing that just seems to happen every year. You know, a new head coach goes to a team first year in the NFL, and they just go out there and they're world beaters. I'm not sure that's going to be the Dolphins. we got to talk about the linebacker position. Jerome Baker got the nod at middle linebacker. He appears to be the quarterback on the defense, the captain, the play caller. Raycon McMillan did not get any action. Aquavion looked a little bit out of place. 
You know, so there were some players there that you'd like to see do a little bit more, but at the end of the day, Jerome Baker is far and away the best linebacker on the roster. Kiko Alonso was out. Again, Rayquan McMillan I don't think had any snaps. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And again, at the end of the day, guys, the Miami Dolphins are undefeated, and that is something to be excited about. We are through the first week of preseason. Dolphins football is back, folks, and they're 1-0. So be excited. Wear your clothing proudly tomorrow. Wear all your jerseys to work and rub it in all those other guys' faces. The Miami Dolphins are undefeated. Enjoy their, your weekend. Thanks for listening to this episode of Finsider Daily. We'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami